What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Tune in to Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay. A conversation about how to heal our broken system to reverse our current health crisis. The entire world is looking for answers, and the truth is hidden in plain sight. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time when you can call in and ask the questions that matter most to you. Good afternoon and welcome to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and today we are live here on Dream Vision 7 Radio, and we're going to be discussing the hidden causes of uh, disease and even death in the African-American community um, and what to do about it. Uh, and so, the, you know, every time we do a podcast with something similar, there's never enough time to go into, you know, details. And so I wanted to pick up on um, one of the previous podcasts where we discussed uh, these issues in the African-American community and uh, kind of give people a bit of bit more practical information today as to, you know, what we can do as a community and what each individual person can do to empower themselves, right? Um, you guys hear me talk about the fact that you know, being healthy and staying well doesn't happen at the doctor's office, unfortunately, um, unless you happen to be going to an integrative doctor. Um, and so the idea of wellness is really something that we have to take hold of as individuals uh, to provide for ourselves in many ways through, of course, uh, education and uh, action. And I was really happy to see as I was doing my research um, that there is an organization that just formed last year. Um, I had written a letter uh, that I had sent out to a couple of prominent chairmen in some academic institutions when COVID first hit during the pandemic, uh, expressing my concern that sickle cell trait might have been a reason why African-Americans were five times more likely to die of um, COVID. When the pandemic first hit, um, I sent these letters out <clears throat> I didn't get any answers, um, you know, and, and I continue to talk about this. And I was really happy to see that back in January of 2023, uh, Dr. Carolyn Rowley uh, started an organization called the Sickle Cell Trait Awareness Campaign. And so I strongly encourage us all to support this organization because it's so important. 10% um, of African-Americans have sickle cell trait we often dismiss sickle cell trait as not being important, um, and we focus on sickle cell disease itself. The difference between sickle cell trait and sickle cell disease is really important to distinguish uh, because sickle cell disease is much more fatal, much more dangerous than sickle cell trait. But what is coming to light is that sickle cell trait is not as benign as we thought it to be. Um, and it's something really critically important that every African-American, and in fact, everybody, because there are you know, many Caucasians, Europeans, um, Latinos who also have sickle cell trait. It's, it's present in all ethnicities. It just happens to be focused in those of African descent 
because it does confer protection in a way. So having one gene for sickle cell actually protects you from malaria uh, and, you know, malaria being ubiquitous in Africa throughout the entire continent. Um, you know, the idea of developing or evolving the sickle cell trait helped people not to die of malaria. Uh, malaria being much more fatal than sickle cell trait. So it made sense evolutionarily for the body to protect itself by producing this mutation um, on the hemoglobin molecule that's on all of our red blood cells. So, you know, our blood is red for a reason, right? It's got these red blood cells in it. It's very rich in red blood cells. Uh, the cells are red because they carry oxygen. Oxygen makes it look red, Um you know, and that's why our deoxygenated blood, our veins look more blue or purplish and our arteries look more red. Uh, you know, so our arteries are full of oxygenated blood. And then when the oxygen gets distributed through all of our tissues uh, on the red blood cells, then they're deoxygenated and they have to be brought back to the lungs through the veins so that the lungs can reoxygenate those cells and then they can, you know, recycle back out and pump oxygen back into the tissues. So, you know, inside of our lungs, those cells get packed with oxygen and then they go out through our entire body. They end up uh, getting into smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller blood vessels. You know, we end up calling those things uh, capillaries, you know, teeny weeny little blood vessels that are uh, distributing things on a cellular level so that even one cell in your eye gets that oxygen, it goes through a capillary. Uh, so that it can get in there. Uh, and then the blood goes back out through the capillaries into larger and larger and larger blood vessels that we call veins. At that point, they don't have oxygen. So that's why our veins look bluish and purplish and it goes back to the lungs. What carries the oxygen, what releases that oxygen, you know, uh, so that it can go into the tissues uh, and then carries the oxygen when it goes back to the lungs is a protein called hemoglobin. Uh, hemoglobin um, is super important. It carries iron and the iron is like a little magnet that holds on to the oxygen. Uh, so there's the red blood cell, the big cell. There's the hemoglobin molecule. There's the little iron molecule. And then there's oxygen on top of that. And uh, hemoglobin is where sickle cell trait affects us. And it's where sickle cell disease affects us. So this is why I'm a huge protein fan, right? Everything in your body is protein. And if you don't need enough protein, you can't make all of these things like your hemoglobin and your hormones and your enzymes and the actual red blood cells themselves are made of protein. And so hemoglobin is a form of protein. And with sickle cell trait or disease, they are deformed. The hemoglobin molecule becomes deformed. Then it can't hold on to the iron and it can't hold on to the oxygen. Uh, and so then you don't have as much oxygen being distributed throughout the body because a certain portion of your red blood cells have, a def have deformed hemoglobin molecules on them. And so you don't get as much oxygen into the cells. And so if you don't have enough oxygen in your cells, your cells then cannot make enough energy to power their body functions, whatever they may be. And... When someone has sickle cell uh, disease, it's a truly genetic disease. So you guys hear me talk about uh, that most things are not truly genetic, right? That only 5% of diseases are actually 
truly genetic. The other 95% are environmental. This particular disease is a truly genetic disease. Um, so it is, uh, you would get uh, one version of a mutated sickle gene or hemoglobin gene from your mother and another one from your father. And then you would have two copies of an abnormal uh, gene. And that would mean that by definition, you would have sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is extremely dangerous. Uh, it is extremely uh, uh, painful. Um, it is a severe chronic disease. It is debilitating. Um, many people with sickle cell disease do not live a full lifespan. Um, they are frequently in and out of the hospital in what we call sickle cell crises, where they have severe pain because their tissues are not getting enough oxygen. So when, when there's not enough oxygen in the tissues, you experience pain, spasms, um, you know, uh, cramping um, inside of the tissues. Those tissues don't function properly. Uh, so you get malfunction of those tissues. You may have kidney disease, lung disease, um, heart disease, uh, all types of things. It affects the brain. It affects all tissues, the liver. Um, and then you get pain crises in the bones and in the muscles. Uh, they don't get enough oxygen. And so that causes severe pain. Um, so we pay a lot of attention to people with sickle cell disease. We pay almost no attention to people with sickle cell trait because we say, well, you don't have the disease, therefore you're fine. We are learning the hard way that that is not at all true. And I got an inkling of this when I was a, a medical resident doing my OBGYN training. We used to pay a lot of attention to people with sickle cell trait who got pregnant. And, um, you know, we were taught that we have to re be very, very careful with clients who have sickle cell trait. Now, sickle cell trait is you only got one copy of the bad gene, either from your mother or your father. You didn't get one from each parent. And so you, you had three normal genes and one uh, sickle gene. I'm sorry, th uh, three normal um, uh, protein pieces of the hemoglobin molecule. So it wasn't so disturbed that you didn't have the full-on disease. Uh, so you would have one good copy, one bad copy of the hemoglobin gene, and then you would then have sickle cell trait. And we paid a lot of attention to them in, in OBGYN, you know, as obstetricians, as people taking care of pregnant women, we learned, we got bashed upside our heads that we had to be very careful with these clients because it was very easy for them to get urinary tract infections. It was very easy for them to have pregnancy complications, miscarriages, uh, preterm deliveries, as which means that the babies would be born too early. They would not mature in the womb and they would be, you know, quote unquote, expelled from the womb too soon. We call that premature delivery or preterm labor and delivery. And, or they would be uh, what we call small for gestational age. Uh, which could be very dangerous for a developing baby to be too small. Um, and so what that meant is they would go full term, but they would not grow. Why? Because the uterus was not getting enough oxygen. So we understood that in, in obstetrics. We understood that we had to be super careful with pregnant women. But then once, once they had their babies, we ignored them again, right? We were like, oh, you just had the trait. Have a nice day. You know, take care. Um, now we are learning that that's not true. 
at all. Unfortunately, we're still not paying attention to that here in the United States. Uh, it's more in the international literature that we're starting to see these things or in fringe journals that no one's paying attention to. Uh, so it's not commonly known that people with sickle cell trait have a pretty significant risk of sudden death from exercise, still have a significant risk of lung disease, kidney disease, and in my opinion, have a significant risk of dying of COVID or any other infection for that matter. Um, for the simple reason that they cannot oxygenate their tissues as efficiently as people without sickle cell trait. Um, and so we're going to talk about today what to do about that, right? Um, and in fact, you know, the, the national, uh, what is it, the NCAA um, for college athletes, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, actually mandates that all their athletes get tested for sickle cell trait because it's well known now that athletes are at particular risk given the uh, very intense exercise regimens that college athletes undergo. Uh, they are at significant risk for sudden death from uh, sickle cell trait. Uh, in fact, we, we've had several athletes um, succumb to this and you know, die suddenly. And it is after the second or third athlete just basically dropped dead in the middle of practice or a game, uh, it was determined that the common denominator was that they had sickle cell trait. And so then a lot of attention started to be paid to sickle cell trait as a risk factor. And uh, the NCAA mandated that all of its athletes be tested. And sadly, a group of doctors sued them for this, a group of hematologists. So hematologists are the medical doctor experts on all things that have to do with blood. And given that sickle cell trait and sickle cell disease are blood disorders, they, they deem themselves the experts on you know, blood disorders. And they sued the NCAA for implementing this requirement. Um, thankfully, they lost. But the fact that they sued them in the first place is what just blew my mind when I read these articles. Um, why would a group of doctors have a problem with people being screened for a potentially fatal disease. Um, you know, it, it was just, I understand, you know, the whole human rights thing. I understand the uh, human freedom thing. Uh, but, you know, when we do a risk benefit analysis to that, you know, let me, let me get a test done that will let me know if I have sickle cell trait versus let me not get this test done and risk, you know, dying suddenly playing basketball. Uh, I think I'll get the test done, right? I, I don't know too many people who would object to that. Um, you know, maybe they would, right? And, and it would be their choice. Um, but the NCAA mandated it. They said, you cannot play on our sports teams unless you know your sickle cell status. Um, and they got sued for that. No, they, thankfully, the NCAA won that lawsuit and it is mandated. Um, but it was disturbing to see that a group of physicians would... Uh, have a problem with this. So what I believe really, really causes a problem with sickle cell trait is not only the idea that the hemoglobin molecule is deformed and you don't carry as much oxygen in your bloodstream to your tissues, but when you don't carry enough blood and oxygen to your tissues, your tissues can't make energy. 
when your tissues can't make energy, you go into a deficit, right? When you go into a deficit, now your body has to make hard decisions for you. It has to decide where am I going to send this energy that I made? Um, and so it's going to send it preferably to really critical places, you know, and you guys hear me talk about this all the time. It's going to send it to the heart and the lungs and it's going to ignore other places. Right. Um, now, unfortunately, when the circulation is, is impacted, such as with sickle cell trait, the body doesn't always have that choice, you know? So, so if there's damage to the very small capillaries going to the heart, because of sickle cell trait, which is what we're starting to understand is actually happening, um, then your body doesn't have as much choice, right? It's a lot easier for your body to say, I'm going to send all my resources to the heart and the lungs, um, you know, before I send it anywhere else. But if there's already damage to the heart and the lungs from sickle cell trait, then again, your body may send those resources there, but if the capillaries are damaged, if there's a bunch of inflammation there because of this damage, it's not going to get through, right? So even if your body is doing all it can to send resources to the heart and the lungs and the other really critical organs, liver, kidney, brain, um, and it just can't get there, can't physically get there, then we can understand why there might be sudden death. We can be, then begin to understand why cancer might develop. We can begin to understand why we have a much higher risk of death from cancer, all different kinds of cancers, whether it's breast cancer, colon cancer, you know, liver cancer, any type of cancer, leukemia, lymphoma. Uh, if you look at the statistics on African-Americans, we're much more likely to die from these diseases than people of other ethnicities. And I believe it's because of sickle cell trait. And I really believe we need to start to fundamentally screen everyone and treat people uh, in terms of their wellness, in terms of prevention, uh, very, very differently than we otherwise would. And so we're going to take a, a commercial break here. You're listening to Awaken Wellness Now. When we come back, I'm going to show you exactly what I think is going on in sickle cell trait with sickle cell trait. Um, that I believe is producing diseases and higher death rates in the African-American community. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe. That's M-Y-L-A-I-N-E-R-I-O-B-E-M-D. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milen the questions that matter most most to you. Dr. Milen is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit awakenedwellnessnow.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic forward-thinking show. 
Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Awaken Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milena Reobe. And today we're talking about the hidden causes of disease and death in the African-American community and what we can do about it. Uh, and so there are about 12 to 13 million African-Americans in the United States, um, and 10% of them are known to have sickle cell trait. And another, so that means there are approximately 1.2 to 1.3 million African-Americans with sickle cell traits in the United States alone. Um, and so there are 1.2 to 1.3 million people at risk for uh, sudden death from exercise, um, more fatality from heart disease, higher fatality rates from different forms of cancer, and also increased rates of these diseases, right? Um, it's, it's known that African-Americans have a higher prevalence of high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, and many other conditions. Um, and again, we really need to seriously look at the idea that sickle cell trait might be uh, significant. I'm not gonna say it's the only reason why, but it's a significant reason why that we really need to start paying more attention to. Um, another reason it's extremely dangerous um, to have sickle cell traits uh, as opposed to having normal hemoglobin molecules is simply because most of us are running around uh, not producing enough energy anyway in the first place, right? Um, given the number of toxins in our environment, again, 80,000 artificial chemicals floating around, 
the stress that we're all under, the, uh, you know, poor uh, food quality that we have, you know, food that is devoid of nutrients. These things are critical to us making and using energy uh, and running our metabolism. So the idea of having a normal metabolism in the United States or really increasingly throughout the world is, uh, you know, becoming more of a fantasy than a reality. Uh, and so we're already, you know, running around with maybe three quarters of a tank instead of a full tank, right? And so anything that uh, makes it even more difficult for us to make and use our energy or to circulate oxygen throughout our bodies is going to make it more and more dangerous for us. And so what happens when you can't get enough oxygen to your tissues, right? Um, when you eat your food, so so you eat something, right? Even if it's of the highest possible quality, right? So let's say it has protein, it has carbs in it, and it has fat in it. You eat that food, it gets digested, uh, absorbed into your bloodstream, right? Now it gets circulated by the cardiovascular system to all of your cells all over your body. Um, what your cells do is they take that food in its digested form, right? In its smallest forms, it'll take in the amino acids that came from the proteins. It will take in the fatty acids that came from the fats and it will take in the, the sugar or the glucose that came from the carbs into the cell. And then the cell will undergo something called the citric acid cycle or the Krebs cycle. For all of us who went to medical school, nursing school, like that was the bane of our existence. We had to learn every single step in the Krebs cycle and every single enzyme that was involved in every single reaction of the Krebs cycle. Um, and we all hated it, despised it, right? Uh, that was the, the thing we hated to study the most. Um, because there were so many steps. It was so complex. It was so intricate. Um, but we missed something. Like we missed something really huge when we studied that. We were taught it incorrectly. So we were not correctly taught about the Krebs cycle. We were taught to zone in on enzymes that helped to what we call catalyze each reaction. In other words, you know, the proteins that help to fuel each reaction is what we had to memorize and know. Um, what we should have been taught were the vitamins and the minerals that activated those enzymes that made them work. Uh, and so we were taught that it was extremely rare that the Krebs cycle would not function properly um, because these enzyme deficiencies were really rare. But what we were not taught is that those enzymes may, may be there, but they, not, they may not be functioning because of a lack of vitamins and minerals. Um, you know, and again, the CDC claims that only 10% of Americans have vitamin deficiencies. And again, I would vehemently argue and say it's probably closer to 70, 80, or even 90% of Americans that do have vitamin and mineral deficiencies. Um, and so if we, if most of us have vitamin and mineral deficiencies, we can't power our bodies because our bodies require vitamins and minerals to perform this Krebs cycle. What this Krebs cycle is, is basically it's like uh, the mint, right? Where, where money, Fort Knox, you know, the mint where money is made, right? So this is where our body makes its currency to make its fuel 
to power itself, to do everything, right? To see, to move, to think, to talk, to hear, to reproduce, to digest, to detox, to even to sleep, right? Um, we, we use this Krebs cycle inside each and every one of our cells to make this energy. Um, and so I'm going to hold this up. Hopefully you guys can see it. I don't know if you can read it. But here is basically when we take in our food, it's going in. And here is this cycle, this Krebs cycle. Every single cell does this. Now, what makes a critical difference in whether it can do it properly or not is whether or not it has the right vitamins and minerals in it. And there are upwards of about 15 different vitamins and minerals that are necessary for this cycle to occur. So if you have vitamin and mineral deficiencies, this cycle will not occur efficiently. The other reason it won't occur efficiently is whether or not the cell has enough oxygen. So if there's not enough oxygen, it undergoes making energy this way, and it only gets two units of currency if it has to make energy without oxygen. So if you have sickle cell trait, there are many, many tissues in your body that will have to make energy this way without oxygen. You're only going to get two units of energy. When you have oxygen, you make 32 units of energy instead of just two. And so it's 16 times more energy that you're making when your cells have enough oxygen. When you have sickle cell trait, your cells do not have enough oxygen. So you're going to end up with two instead of 32 units of currency. The other problem, the other massive problem you're going to have is one of the things you have to do to protect yourself is to stay extremely well hydrated. Uh, so not only do you have to drink a ton of water if you have sickle cell trait, you have to make sure you don't have vitamin and mineral deficiencies as well to the best of your ability, which means you have to have a really good diet and you have to have really good gut function. And you have to take some supplements to cover any vitamin and mineral deficiencies you may have so that you can efficiently make energy. The other massive problem about needing to stay hydrated is being hydrated isn't just about how much water you drink. A lot of the water that is um, made in our body is actually recycled inside of our body. So it's not just that we're drinking water that matters. It's also that it's being recycled in the body. So when we undergo this Krebs cycle, again, every single one of your cells does this, right? We have about 40 trillion cells in the human body. Every single one of them has to undergo this so that it can make its currency, its, its units of energy, so it can function, so it can properly function. If you are making energy without oxygen, you are producing instead of carbon dioxide and water, which is what we normally produce when we, when we breathe and when we digest our food, the insides of our cells will make carbon dioxide and water. We breathe the carbon dioxide back out through our lungs. The water gets redistributed to the cells from the inside. Um, when we don't have enough oxygen, instead of that, we make lactic acid, and alcohol. Alcohol is not hydrating. In fact, alcohol is a diuretic. Alcohol forces water out of the body. So if you have sickle cell trait, 
you're going to be dehydrated no matter how much water you drink, unless you are correcting vitamin and mineral deficiencies and eating well enough that you're powering the Krebs cycle. So the Krebs cycle is not going to work properly if you don't have enough oxygen or if you don't have enough vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, and the components of food um, in those cells, they will not be able to make energy properly. And you're going to end up with lactic acid and alcohol. Again, alcohol is extremely dehydrating. So no matter how much water you drink, the insides of your cells will be dehydrated unless we fix nutrition, unless we work on making sure you have the right vitamins, the right minerals in your body. And um, testing for that can be very, very tricky. And unfortunately, again, in our allopathic medical model, not only are we ignoring people with sickle cell trait, when we finally do decide to, to do something, we do blood work to try and figure out if they have vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And we're not going to find that out in blood work. Um, blood work just doesn't show us those things until much, much later. Um, the place where you end up with vitamin deficiencies where it matters is inside your cells. So again, this cycle is going on inside the cells. It doesn't go on in the bloodstream. The only thing that goes on in the bloodstream is the transportation of vitamins and minerals and amino acids and fatty acids and sugar, right? And glucose. It gets transported through the blood vessels. So when you're doing blood work, you're looking at what's being transported. You don't know where it's going. You don't know if there's enough of it uh, inside of the cells where it actually counts, where it actually matters. And so you really have to get cellular-based vitamin and mineral levels so that you have an accurate count of how many nutrients you have in your body so that you know if you're powering your body sufficiently. Unfortunately, again, you know, the CDC gets this statistic that only 10% of Americans are, are vitamin deficient because it's standard is to do blood work. Um, you know, that's the standard I learned in medical school. Um, that's the standard that is still used um, throughout all of medicine. Um, and again, it's not accurate. Um, your cells become depleted much, much sooner than the bloodstream. Again, we have to remember the purpose of the bloodstream. Like the purpose of the bloodstream is to distribute and to transport things so that they end up inside your cells. Um, your body is really intelligent. It's going to decide where it's going to send stuff to and where it's not going to send stuff to if there's not enough. Um, and I apologize for my voice. I attended a, um, a training um, for the last week and they had us screaming and yelling. <laughs> we all lost our voices. Um, so I'm not sick, but I, I've lost my voice. Or it's pretty hoarse right now. So I do apologize if I'm a little bit hard to understand today. Um, but again, the body is really intelligent. So if there are deficiencies of vitamins and minerals in the body, your body will choose for you. So there is this form of trickle-down economics in the human body uh, where the body will selectively send blood flow to the most critical systems at the expense of the least critical systems. So again, the most critical systems for your body, heart, lungs, 
and the very center of your brain that controls heart rate and breathing. Um, the very center, tiny little spot in your brain. The rest of your brain, your body could care less about if it doesn't have enough to go around, right? And so then it starts to distribute to the next most important systems, you know, the other internal organs, you know, and the next most important systems. And so there will be systems and tissues in the body that will not get their fair share um, for that reason. That's going to happen inside those tissues, inside those cells. You will not see that in the bloodstream. So when you get your blood drawn, it will not show up until much later. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of damage will be done waiting that long. Sometimes it's years. Um, you know, you'll have normal vitamin levels in the bloodstream for years when the insides of the cells are being deprived and all hell is breaking loose. You're making, you know, um, lactic acid and alcohol. Um, the danger of making lactic acid is, A, it's acid, right? The body does not like to be acidic. There are a couple places, right? The, the stomach is a place that is acidic. But again, it's not lactic acid that your stomach makes. It's hydrochloric acid. So it's a different form of acid. So you're not helping the body out by making more lactic acid because that's not what is used in the stomach. Uh, and then the vagina also, the vagina likes to be acidic. Uh, so the environment of the vagina is acidic. Uh, the whole rest of you wants to be alkaline. Um, that is how the body uh, optimally functions is in an alkaline environment. And so if you're making lactic acid to an extent, again, it's not going to show up in the bloodstream. You're not going to see lactic acid in the bloodstream because your body knows it had better not have lactic acid in its bloodstream, right? Uh, so it, this is going to be, again, inside the cells that this is going on. So when we draw blood and we look for lactic acid, you know, we used to do this all the time in people in intensive care, you know, um, looking for lactic acidosis, right? Which is high levels of acid in the bloodstream. By the time you have what we diagnose as lactic acidosis, you are about dead, right? Um, so again, by the time we find these things in the bloodstream, people are, are either half dead or super sick, right? So your body is really intelligent. It knows I can't have lactic acid just running around in my bloodstream because it's going to end up in my heart. It's going to end up in my lungs and I'm going to die, right? So it, it makes sure that it buffers the lactic acid, keeps it out of your bloodstream, but you're still making lactic acid, right? So where is it going to end up? It's going to end up in your cells. It's not going to show up in the bloodstream. Um, and so it's really important to know if your body is doing this or not. How do you know? Well, if you have vitamin and mineral deficiencies on a cellular level, you are making lactic acid. Um, if you have sickle cell trait, you are making lactic acid. And if, of course, if you have other uh, disorders uh, that create uh, poor circulation, um, other, for example, um, uh, metabolization disorders, like uh, one that's being uh, talked about a lot now is MTHFR, which is a folic acid problem. You know, you're not able to detox properly when your folic acid can't be activated. And so people will generate lactic acid because the body is, is uh, inundated with toxins that don't belong there. Toxins also 
prevent this Krebs cycle from occurring, right? So if there's mercury in your body, if there's a big load of toxins in your body, arsenic, um, lead, it basically stops your body from using this Krebs cycle. And so you end up using it without oxygen. And again, you end up in the back in the same situation. You're making too much lactic acid. You're making alcohol. Um, again, alcohol is extremely dehydrating. Um, this may even be a reason for addiction, right? Uh, so, so if we're pickling ourselves and fermenting ourselves with alcohol, um, we can easily see how we might develop alcohol addiction, right? Um, and other types of addictions. Uh, and there have been some very small studies done on addiction to show that, uh, you know, this may be involved, you know, the inability to make and use energy properly. Uh, and so it's extremely important for people of color to begin to protect themselves um, and to look out for their own wellness. Um, you know, you can start by, of course, seeing an integrative medical doctor. Um, unfortunately, even in even in my field, the integrative field, this is not well known yet. Um, we simply have not bothered to study it. And so when we come back from this next commercial break, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we can do now, now that we know this stuff. What can we do to secure our wellness and our well-being and to prevent diseases in the African-American community? We'll be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milan Riobe. That's M-Y-L-A-I-N-E-R-I-O-B-E-M-D. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milan the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milen is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit AwakenedWellnessNow.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic forward-thinking show. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. Through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly 1 million children in over 26 developing countries. To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. 
Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milena Riobe, and we are talking about the hidden causes of disease and death in the African-American community and what we can do about it. Um, question, do you have uh, vitamins and minerals that you recommend? Um, yes, you know, there are certain brands that I recommend, <clears throat> um, Pure Encapsulations being one, um, Douglas Labs, but it really depends. Um, and, you know, it's really, really important if you're at risk for any type of condition or which I think we all are <laughs> living on this planet right now. But um, you really do need to be tested first because there's no one multivitamin or mineral uh, supplement that has every single vitamin and mineral in it. Um, so usually what happens is we end up testing people um, on a cellular level, right? So your blood gets drawn, but what's ha what happens at the lab is they extract uh, white blood cells out of your blood so they're looking inside your cells for 33 different nutrients. Um, and then you get a, this very comprehensive report as to what the levels of nutrients in those cells are. And so then we create a treatment plan based on those test results. Um, so there's no one multivitamin. Like I'm, I, I don't even think I've ever just prescribed a multivitamin to anyone um, who's been tested because uh, there's always inevitably deficiency that is not covered in that multivitamin. So for example, CoQ10 is not often found in a multivitamin. Uh, lipoic acid is not often found. Glutathione is never found in a multi. Um, you know, uh, there's never enough calcium in a multivitamin. Uh, there's usually not enough vitamin D in a multivitamin, right? The reason for that is not because the manufacturers are careless and they don't make things properly, Although some are, right? we have reports to show that, you know, the supplement industry is a minefield. Um, you don't know what you're getting. Um, it's not a regulated industry. And so you have to really uh, mine into the manufacturer, how they manufacture their stuff, what's in it, um, and make sure that, that you're getting the advice of a board certified integrative medical doctor who's done that research for you so that you know you're getting a high quality multivitamin. Even in the highest quality multivitamin, there are ways that those vitamins and minerals interact with each other that limits how much can be in it. Um, so if you put too much calcium in a multivitamin, for example, you will prevent the other vitamins and minerals from being absorbed. And so that's the reason why there's not enough calcium in most multivitamins. So you have to kind of take those things separately. So you want to have an actual 
uh, supplement plan created for you or, or with you. Um, with an integrative medical doctor who knows how to do the cellular-based testing so that you're taking exactly what you need. Um, you know, so, you know, Pure Encapsulations makes a great multivitamin. Um, but again, if you don't know what you need, you might be wasting your time, right? If if you have deficiencies in many things that are not in a multi, you're still going to have those deficiencies despite taking that multiple vitamin. Uh, but I do hope that that helps you. Um, statement, so much information, grateful. Thank you, doctor. Well, thank you. It's always, um, you know, uh, a pleasure to be here with, with you guys and, uh, you know, just trying to get the word out as best as possible, um, so that we can take care of ourselves because unfortunately, um, our system of medicine is, is failing us. Um, you know, there's no other way to really to, um, to say it. Um, and so, what do we do, right? If your gut's not working, if you're not absorbing properly, doesn't matter what kind of multivitamin you're taking, it's not going to be sufficient. So A, you have to be eating the right foods at the right quantities, right? B, you have to supplement that food with whatever you need, right? So getting tested to make sure you know exactly what vitamin and mineral deficiencies you actually have on a cellular level, taking the appropriate supplements at the correct doses, right? And then third most critical, well, just as important, but third thing on the list is making sure that the gastrointestinal system is functioning and absorbing, right? So if you don't have enough enzymes to break your food down into small enough pieces that it can get properly absorbed into the bloodstream so it can go out to all the cells, you're not going to have the ability to make and use your energy properly, which means you're going to end up with lactic acid and alcohol um, and poor oxygenation and disease. And if you happen to have sickle cell trait, your risk of death goes up by a lot if that's the case. Um, so you want to make sure that you are properly tested uh, to know if you're making sufficient amounts of enzymes in your gut to digest your food so that it's properly absorbed. Additionally, you want to make sure that you know if you're absorbing your food or not. Um, so there are markers that can be tested for, absorption markers, where we'll know if you're not absorbing your food properly. If you're not absorbing your food properly, you have got to know why, and you've got to correct that. So it could be, again, lack of enzymes. It could be not enough acid in your stomach. So people who are taking antacids or what we call PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, um, you know, for, for heartburn, for example, or gastritis, um, you will not absorb your food properly because you won't have enough acid in your stomach to start to digest your food. Um, you will also be at risk for infection. Infection in the gut causes malabsorption. It prevents you from absorbing your food. So if you have heartburn, um, again, it's not because your stomach's not making enough hydrochloric acid it's probably because there's something in your body creating lactic acid. Um, and when people have a gut infection, such as SIBO that we talk about a lot, <laughs> small intestine bacterial overgrowth, those bacteria make lactic acid. And so if they're making excessive amounts of lactic acid, you're gonna feel like you have heartburn or your gastroenterologist will tell you you have gastritis if he looks down with a camera. Um, you may be diagnosed with H. pylori. 
it's not the H. pylori that's causing your problem. It's actually SIBO. Um, you know, so H. pylori is just an opportunist, opportunist, excuse me, that happens to be there. It's not causing all these problems. It's the infection in the small intestine that's going to lead to the malabsorption because you absorb through the small intestine. It is your small intestine that allows your food to get through into the bloodstream so that it can be distributed to your body so that you can make your energy, right? Again, if you're not making adequate amounts of energy, that means you're making lactic acid and alcohol. Uh, so if you're tired, you're making lactic acid and alcohol. Um, there's no other thing you could be doing. Now, does that mean that's all you're making? No, you know, there will be also tissues in your body making the proper amount of energy and you're going to be getting your water and carbon dioxide from that, but there will be a portion not doing that. Um, and so if you're, if you're someone who's thirsty all the time, dry mouth all the time and your tongue is red, you're making lactic acid and alcohol. Um, and so it's important to know that. So you got to make sure that gut is working. If you have SIBO, it's got to be treated. Um, and then you have to secure absorption. That's the most important thing um, to do to prevent diseases. Um, and it's critical if you have sickle cell trait. It's critical that your gut functions as optimally as possible, that you are taking the right supplements, uh, being properly tested to know what those deficiencies are, eating correctly, having a really nutritious um, diet, tons of water. But again, making sure that you're recycling your water, right? Recycling your water, again, with proper nutrition, good gut function, making sure that your body is making and using energy is the best way to recycle your inside water. Um, and then sleep, making sure you sleep adequately. Um, the body repairs itself through sleep. It remove, it rids itself of toxins through sleep. Uh, so if you have sickle cell trait, you are innately not oxygenating yourself well because you're not able to carry 100% of your oxygen to the cells. And so your body is going to break down those cells that are abnormal so that it can try and rebuild normal cells. And so there's always going to be recycling and regenerating um, in addition to what we our bodies would normally do. So we're constantly turning over our body's tissues. That's normal. But if there's a lot of extra stress, so if we have sickle cell trait, that's a that's an enormous additional stress on the body. And so there's yet more repair that has to be done. There's yet more stress in the body. There are yet more toxins that need to be removed. And so sleeping is essential. Um, making sure you have, you know, at least eight hours of sleep as a biological female at least seven hours of sleep as a biological male. Um, critically, critically important to do. Um, and then again, you may need additional assistance with detoxification, especially if you are an excess dynamic metabolic type. Um, and again, the safest thing to do is to uh, enlist the assistance of a board certified integrative medical doctor uh, to help you to optimize your body function uh, as much as possible to reduce these risks. Um, and again, I would encourage uh, everyone who's interested uh, to join or to participate with uh, the Sickle Cell Trait Awareness Campaign, uh, which is part of the Cayenne Wellness Center. Uh, they just just opened last year. Um, looks like they are 
close right here in New Jersey. So uh, I'm going to be giving them a call and I hope you do too. Uh, And so that's all the time we have for our podcast today. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe. And until next time, I send you many, many blessings. Thank you. Join us next time on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe, MD, to learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness. Awakened Wellness airs every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern of each month. Meanwhile, you can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Dr. Me Lin and let us know what you'd like to discuss on future episodes. Dr. Me Lin is the founder of Awakened Wellness Now, an online education community dedicated to helping exhausted entrepreneurs recover from burnout and live their best lives. She's also a practicing physician at the New York Center for Integrative Health in New York City. For more information, visit AwakenedWellnessNow.com. This show is part of the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network.